Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's podcast is all about the steps you can take to attract committed students to your studio. A music teacher's job can be really enjoyable or it can be frustrating, and a lot of this depends on what kind of students we're working with. Students that are not committed to their lessons generally show up unprepared or unable or unwilling to learn to the best of their ability. This type of lesson can be a real drag to teach. On the contrary, students that are committed are always prepared, alert, and eager to learn more. We love to teach committed students because we can go into the details of the music and push students to achieve great heights. But how do we identify these students and how do we get them to sign up for lessons with us? Acquiring a studio full of committed students is not something that can be achieved overnight. It is something that could take years. However, with consistent effort, having a studio full of committed students is a goal you would want to work towards. A committed student does not necessarily need to be someone who wants to be a professional musician or someone who wants to take exams and competitions. Although these goals can signal the commitment level of a student, ultimately we believe that a committed student is someone who takes music lessons seriously. These are attentive students that come to their lessons prepared and put forth their best effort. The first step to attracting committed students comes before you even interact with a potential client and that is creating the right online image. Your online image consists of your website, social media pages, and your advertisements. It is important that you make all of these platforms look as professional as possible by using high quality images and writing in full sentences with proper grammar. For more advice on how to create an awesome and professional website, you can listen to our podcast called What You Must Have on Your Studio's Website. Make sure to mention your credentials such as your post-secondary degrees or any applicable professional training. You should also include any relevant experience as a performer so potential clients can truly understand the depth of your study and mastery of your instrument. It is equally important to include evidence of your teaching success stories which can be shown through photos or videos of your students performing or through a list of your students' exams or competition achievements. If you are a relatively new teacher and you don't have many students who have notable achievements yet, that's okay. Consider posting clips from your lesson of you teaching so that parents can see your communication skills and teaching strategies. It's a great way to show your teaching style and how you can yield great results from your students. You can also post videos of yourself playing to show your skill level. Finally, consider asking your current clients for testimonials to include on your website or Google business listing. These are a great way for prospective clients to know how great of a teacher you are. By working on your online image, you're creating a strong first impression on any prospective client that is searching for a teacher. A parent that is looking for a professional, high-quality lesson will appreciate your educational background and seeing what your students have achieved. For a parent that is looking for more casual lessons that are purely for fun, they may catch on that you are not the right fit for their child. Once a student contacts you, A next vital step is to set up an interview with the potential student and parent. An interview can tell you a lot about what kind of student this child could be and if they are the right fit for your studio. Ask the student and parent what they want to accomplish and if they are able to commit to a consistent practicing schedule. Be sure to be specific about your expectations here. Let them know exactly how much and how often they need to practice. You can also ask them about what type of instrument they have at home and if they are willing to invest in a more professional instrument. 
Many piano teachers with studios of highly committed students will only accept students that have acoustic pianos at home as opposed to a digital or a keyboard. This may or may not be a rule you want to enforce. If a student is very young, try to gauge whether or not the parent is willing to be involved in the learning process. Let the parent know that students who don't meet these expectations will be dismissed from your studio. Of course, you want to say this in a way that is firm yet kind. Finally, pay attention to the parent and see how interested they are in the interview. Are they asking questions or showing an interest in your background or your teaching methods? Do they pay attention when you work with their child or are they on their phone? These are early signs of how involved they will be in music lessons as a whole. All of your expectations for your student should be formalized in a studio policy that is signed by the parent. For more tips and tricks on studio policies and what to ask during an interview with a prospective client, check out episodes 4 and 10. Interviews are a great first step in finding committed students. However, at times, what a student and parent show you in the interview may not align with their efforts once they start taking lessons. I have had this happen on several occasions when I talk to the parent about the importance of daily practice. In the interview, they agree that they can commit to this kind of practice, but then as soon as the lessons start, they immediately start showing up unprepared. For this reason, it is a good idea to establish a probation period in your studio, perhaps a two or three month period. This allows you to see if the student is a good fit for your studio and it provides a deadline which allows you to easily let the student go if they do not meet your expectations. In this way, both you and the student are not stuck in the uncomfortable position of having awkward conversations of their dismissal or having to hold on to an unfit student for longer than you want. Our next piece of advice relates to how you set your rate for your lesson. A student that is committed is likely searching for a teacher that is high quality and professional. Oftentimes, people will associate a higher rate with a higher quality teacher. Of course, this is not always true, but we can use these impressions to our advantage. Setting your rate is tricky and depends on a lot of factors, so many in fact that we made an entire podcast about it. Check out episode 2 if you need more help deciding on your rate. In this case, the most important thing to consider is not to set your price below the local market value, but instead aim for slightly higher. Don't forget that a student's commitment can be nurtured by us as teachers. It is important that we set high expectations that push students to be the best that they can be. This will look different for every student and must be done in a way that is motivating and encouraging as opposed to mean and threatening. In my studio, all my students are required to participate in the year-end recital with multiple pieces memorized. They are also encouraged to take exams and competitions or prepare for pieces to be recorded. In every lesson, I ask questions that prompt students to explore, problem-solve, and inspire curiosity in what they are studying. By getting them interested in the music, building their confidence in their ability, and taking responsibility for their own study, I end up creating students that feel excited to take up challenges. Lastly, I make sure that their weekly goals are clear and achievable. I find that most students want to achieve the goals set out for them, but if teachers lay out unclear goals, then the students begin to lose trust in you and in themselves. Leanne, how do you set high expectations for your students? In my studio, everyone is required to participate in two recitals per year and they must play from memory. I also require my students to practice consistently and I speak with parents if this is not happening. 
Finally, I host group classes as a way for students to share their achievements. A little bit of competition and comparison amongst peers is a good way to keep students on their toes. Equally important is building my relationship with the students so that they trust and respect me. A student that trusts and respects me will take my guidance and advice more seriously. Be sure to also present students with opportunities that will require further commitment from them, such as exams or competitions. These can be highly motivating for some students, and the added pressure and deadline of a goal can help them step up their efforts and reach new heights. Also, be sure to celebrate these successes publicly. At your recital, you can announce and acknowledge all of the special achievements of your students. This also makes excellent content for your social media pages. It not only shows what you can do as a teacher, but may encourage other students to work towards the same goals. At one recital, I announced that some of my students completed their Royal Conservatory exams, and the next week I had two other families inquire about enrolling their children in exams. We've given a lot of tips about how to increase the commitment of your current students, but you may be wondering, what does this have to do with attracting new students? Ultimately, your students and their parents are your community representatives, and they will be responsible for a lot of your advertising through word of mouth and referrals. If you've nurtured your students to be committed and goal-oriented, then they will refer other students to you that are looking for the same type of experience. Exactly. Think of the expression, birds of a feather flock together. The more casual and uncommitted students you have, the more of those students that you will attract. This segues into our final piece of advice for today, which is to not be afraid to let uncommitted students go. Students that are not progressing due to a lack of effort will eventually bring down the image of your studio even though it may not be a reflection of your teaching, but rather a reflection of their lack of effort, these students can hold you back from attracting more committed clientele. You should make room for the type of student and studio that you want by letting go of those who do not meet your expectations. That's right, this can be tricky if you are very dependent on your teaching income. However, it can be done gradually. Keep a waiting list and continue to interview students on an ongoing basis even if your studio is full. That way, if a student is not meeting expectations, you have someone else ready to replace them right away. I have let students go for this reason and I have never regretted it, as it has made way for much more enthusiastic students that are a joy to teach. Building a studio of committed students takes time, effort, and patience, but it is so worth it. Teaching a studio full of dedicated students is so rewarding and will make your job feel easy and enjoyable. How do you attract committed students? What are your expectations for these students? Let us know in the comments below. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcasts. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!